Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. relationship and and also develop a uh, a friendship as well so 
this person has been on the show the most. <laughs> he's been the, uh, the most guests. I think he's got uh, someone trailing him slightly, uh, but he's number one right now. And uh, he's uh, on the show now again, so that's an extra time. Without further ado, uh, I want to bring on a good friend of mine. He is the Lucha Underground referee, former WWE referee as well. Marty Elias, how are you tonight, sir? Oh, my God. Uh, what an intro, man. I, I, I sincerely and humbly appreciate that intro, man. Wow. Thank you so very much, man. I'm, I'm floored, bro. Thank you. Uh, truth is truth, man, and uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a real deal, man. It's, it's what it's all about. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I was thinking how um, I always like a variety of different wrestling personalities on my show, and I reached out to you probably, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, probably a year and a half ago or so, and uh, you were so just giddy and excited and just so uh, willing to come on the show and just share uh, just uh, what you, uh, just your experience in the WWE, and I really appreciated that, and uh, just the messages that you sent me afterwards to show how grateful you were and your gratitude. You know, it's interesting uh, because you are among many referees who uh, you're you're the important third person. We talked about this on the show before, but you know, there's certain wrestlers, and you know, you know, you, you're you're friends with many wrestlers in the business, both in WWE, Lucha. Impact, ROH, you know, you name it. You know, there's certain there's certain names who can be a little bit more, who can get into a position where they're a little bit more bigger than conversations with just normal people like me. Uh, but you know, someone like you, I really appreciate because uh, not only have you been in the business over 20 years, but you're still a fan of the business, and that's what I really, really appreciate from you. It's just your gratitude of, of being on a podcast like mine, um, you know, very successful podcast, but at the same time, you know, I'm not a, you know, uh, humbly, I'm not a Steve Austin or a Chris Jericho, you know I mean, as far as his numbers is concerned, but, uh, you know, for, for being a non-wrestling podcast, I'm very happy about where I'm at now, and people like you really uh, continue to keep me going as far as just uh, being excited about coming here every night, and I just uh, want to thank you for that, man. My pleasure, man. And, you know, that's that's the part, you know, that I, I really try and just keep grounded and, and be as humble as possible because I know that there was a point in time in my life where I took stuff for granted and really mm-hmm. didn't appreciate, you know, friends, family, or, or just the business in general because I, I was in a bubble. And uh, But, you know, when you get humbled, you know, because the Lord can do that to you, uh, he, uh, oh, yeah. you know, just opens mm-hmm. your eyes, man. And, you know, I don't take anything for granted and I'm appreciative. And, you know, when you first asked me, I mean, I, I was blown away. I mean, because my first thought was like, you know, you know, who wants to talk to me? You know, I, I'm nobody. But with that being said, you know, I, I have this experience and, and, I, and I've been around the block, so to speak. But, you know, like you said, you and I formed a friendship and, and stuff. And, you know, I know when he had surgery recently and stuff and everything, I reached out to you and said, hey, man, how are you? Are you better? How are you feeling? You know, when your daughter was born, hey, man, congratulations. You know, just keeping in touch and just keeping in touch with people, you know. And, and that's the thing that I realized today is that, you know, we're all in a situation. We're all trying to do our best. We all love the business. And, you know, why not help each other? Absolutely right. 100%. Yep. 
and so let's uh, let's talk about some things that you're doing in the business right now. Last time I talked to you, uh, that was before you won all kinds of awards. You're getting too big for me now, Marty. <laughs> never, uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> the award-winning Marty Elias. Uh, yeah, let's, no, let the listeners me. know, just in case people are living under a rock, you know, let's on the ground uh, doing some big things. Yeah, uh, season four. Uh, tomorrow is the third episode of season four. Uh, we did 22. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, knocked it out in about seven weeks. And it was such a grind in a good way, but we, we knocked it out. You know, uh, a lot of people are going to see some characters, you know, you know, step up and, and see some different faces, you know, that they haven't seen in the temple. And, you know, of course, you know, at Aztec warfare, you know, you got Tommy dreamer coming out and, you know, uh, everybody went nuts for that, but there's some other things. And, you know, there's a couple characters on that show, you know, that I think are going to really just, come forward and people are really going to be taken aback by, you know, the, the character growth. Um, and of course, you know, we got uh, glow, which is dropping season two, uh, this, yep. uh, coming Friday on the 29th, which I'm very excited about, you know, cause Chavo and I were a part of that as well. And, uh, there's, there's talk of season three happening sooner than later. And, you know, it, it's just been a blessing. You know, I, I got, uh, from April to, to, to the end of May, beginning of June, I was on the contender, which will drop in October, uh, on epics. And, uh, last couple of weeks I was working on, you know, it, it's been, it's been a blast. Yeah. Yeah. You got, uh, you got WOW and yeah, you got, uh, a lot of things going on, man. Uh, just, you know, it's uh, interesting because um, we had con- we had a conversation about a year ago, uh, right before WrestleMania, uh, that um, a lot of and it, it's unfortunate because um, you know you were talking about just uh, when you first came on the show, you had you were in the mind mindset of you know who am I, but uh, I I, you know, I looked at you of, as being you know uh, a WWE referee and, and lucha at the time as well, but just the WrestleMania 25 and just how important it is for the referee to be in, you know, that ring. And we, you know, the first episode, the first time you were on the show, uh, we shared a lot as far as just how important it is for the referee to be uh, in the match. We've had conversations offline as far as just a lot of times the referee spot can be underappreciated, especially uh, when it comes to certain uh, independent promotions and things like that. I've been to a bunch of indie promotions and I've had conversations with uh, actually promoters as far as getting referees in. And this, a lot of times they don't have it in the budget, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't think they realize that uh, a referee, a good referee to be a priority in the budget just as much as a wrestler is. What are your thoughts on that? No, I, I, I agree with that. You know, uh, when when I first started doing indies again, uh, I, I, I figured, you know, um, hey, I'll do it, you know, because I wanted to keep the, the ring rust off. But then it, it just got to the point, you know, where promoters weren't paying, unfortunately, and, and it always goes back to budget. And, you know, yeah. you know, I always like to say that, I mean, if you're going to bring in a Johnny Mundo or Rey Mysterio and, and you want them to have that five-star match, you know, typically they're not going to do that because 
A, they don't trust the ring, and B, they don't trust the referee because there's no comfort zone. More times than not, unfortunately, it's no fault of their own. You know, the independent referees are students, guys who are breaking into the business, guys who don't have TV experience, and guys who don't have a camaraderie with the Rays and, and the Johnnies, whereas, you know, they know that I'll be there. They know they're comfortable with me, and they know that I know how to work. There's a difference between getting in there and knowing how to work, and that's the thing, you know, that promoters don't get and they, they like mm-hmm. to go back to, to budget, and I get that. But at the same time, you know, you always pay for what you get. So if you want a five-star match out of those guys, you know, you should bring in a good referee or somebody like me. I mean, but it, it, to me, I'm, I'm over that, and it, it, it isn't insulting to me anymore, and, and I take it for what it is. I mean, if I get booked, I'm grateful. Uh, I'll go do it. I have fun. I like talking to people. But, I mean, if you're not going to book me, you know, I, I, I'm over it now. I was blessed this Tough past loss. weekend. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of knowledge there. And, you know, yep. the thing is, too, you know, like I'm keeping busy with the glow, the contender, the big brother. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, you know, I, I go work on The Voice. So I'm keeping busy with that type of stuff, more Hollywood stuff. And I'm actually transitioning out of wrestling. And if I do shows, you know, I'll, I'll do – one offs here and there, like I did one last um, Sunday with Bumps and Brews, and it was in L.A., and it was great to work mm-hmm. with Bob Holly and Al Snow again, you know, whom I love dearly, and it was great to see those guys. And I did the show because, you know, Bob Holly was on it, and Al was there too, so, you know, it was great. But I'm not going out working every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on an indie show because they're not going to fly me out, and they're not going to pay me. And, you know, it's not that I'm asking for Fort Knox. I just want to be taken care of, and more times than not, they don't see the value of, of, a, of a great referee, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you said that because, you know, it's it's all about branding. It really is because and sometimes, and I've learned this <laughs> sometimes the hard way, sometimes you have to say no uh, just, just and, and scale back on things. And a lot of times that actually strengthens your brand because everybody doesn't feel like they can just kind of grab you and just kind of suck you dry, you know what I mean? And, be, and, and, and sometimes leeches come out and, okay, well, if you did him, you can do, do him and do this gig and do that gig. It's funny because Chris Jericho said something like that recently as far as reason, the reason why he won't be on, like, All In or uh, he won't sign with indie shows and things like that. Makes perfect sense. Now, you know, when you when you first get into the business, you know, you want to take any gig you possibly can to kind of get yourself out there. But when you establish yourself as a name and when you brand yourself, you have to be very particular of who you say yes to because at the same time, when you say yes to someone, you're also saying yes to their vision. And a lot of times their vision can be way off, you know, compared to what you expect. So I definitely applaud you for that uh, and, and not just, you know, taking any type of gig that you possibly can. Well, what do you, what can you tell just wrestlers and referees uh, alike as far as just the importance of really branding yourself and knowing when to say yes and no? Well, it's your own self-worth. I mean, more mm-hmm. times than not, like you said, you know, folks want to get on shows just to get on shows and just to get that exposure. 
But if you're going out there and you're, and pardon my French, you know, if you're going to whore yourself out, you know, that's something that people are going to take advantage of, you know, and, and you can't do that because, you know, when you're doing that, all you're doing is just telling people that you're desperate. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. it's a brand, it's you, you got to believe in you. And like I tell people all the time, you know, you need to know your self-worth because, for example, if a promoter is going to book you, but you need to take two flights and you need to drive 16 hours for 100 bucks, is it really worth your time and is it really worth the investment? Because let's say, you know, you do sell a couple T-shirts or you sell, you know, some pictures or whatever. Is your time that you've invested worth that two flights – 16 hours working a match in front of 30 people. Is it really worth it? You know? So I think people don't put that into perspective anymore. It's just that if they get a booking and a promoter says two flights, 16 hours, if you sell a t-shirt, whatever, is it really worth it? And and you really need to invest in you. I mean, and really just know what your worth is and you you need to say no. And it doesn't hurt to say no because people are going to respect you more because they're going to know that, this guy or girl really knows their self-worth and they know Mm -hmm. where the, the, the the stopping point is. And it's unfortunate because I see people do it all the time where they get these bookings, get these bookings and they're making a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, but they're flying, they get a hotel and it's just, it's not worth it. But at the same time, if you want to get exposure, do it the right way. And I tell people this all the time. And there's one particular person that I tell all the time, you need to be a pro about it. And what I mean by that is you need to be that individual who's going to separate yourself from the pack because everybody else wants to do the same thing. But if you're a pro about it and you're professional, then you're going to separate yourself from the pack and you're going to stand out and people are going to go, Oh, all these 10 people over here can do this and they want to do this. But this person right here, is really standing their ground and knows their self-worth. So they're going to respect you more for that. So you don't need to go do that all the time. And that's why I don't go looking for shows and if promoters call me, if they do, you know, I, I know what, what my worth is. And it's not an ego thing. It's not anything. It's just that with the resume and with stuff that I've been able to do and the stuff that I'm doing today with Glow, Contender, The Voice, all this good stuff, I'm not some cheap date. So – I don't expect Amen. to be treated like a cheap date. So that's the difference, unfortunately. 100% agree. Yeah. I have a master's degree and I have a master's degree in theological studies. I'm about to become a doctor, you know, and if someone offers me a job at eight bucks an hour, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, uh, you know, that's probably not the best thing for me to do if there's other options and if there's going to be other options. So Absolutely. it has nothing, like you said, it has nothing to do with ego. It has to do with what you've done and what you've done, you know, the hard work that you put in, you know what I mean? To, mm-hmm. to understand that yeah. I've, I've developed a resume to, you know, gracefully, not, not with some type of ego power trip or not, or not just being a jerk about it, but, you know, gracefully say no. And, and, and that's totally okay with that. And that's totally fine. Uh, I guess the last thing is that uh, we saw that uh, unfortunately last week Vader passed away. Uh, do you have any any memories uh, of Vader? Yeah, I remember the first time I met Vader was I think ninety four, ninety three. I met him uh, when I was hanging out with Paul Roma 
when he was in WCW mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, doing some stuff. And, you know, he was a great guy. I mean, I went up to him in the bar and said hello, and Paul introduced me, which helped. And, uh, you know, he, he was a big teddy bear, you know. I, but I will say, you know, you know, that I've seen Vader be Vader. But at the same time, you know, I mean, when I met him, it was all good things. And it's unfortunate, you know, that he had his issues and stuff with his heart. And, you know, it, may he rest in peace, you know. But you always hate to see when somebody like that, I mean, of that stature in the business, you know, pass away because it just goes to show that, you know, we're all going to be there ultimately some sooner than later, but you just never know when God's going to come knocking on your door and go, it's your time. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's time. It's time. It's Vader's time. (laughs) And unfortunately uh, it was his time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, and you know, unfortunately for us, but, uh, if he's in a better place, uh, prayerfully he is, you know, that's, uh, uh, he's he's uh, doing some uh, some moonsaults in, in the places that uh, we we wish to be. So <laughs> so Amen. Uh, you know that's the good that's that's the good thing about that. Why don't you why, why don't you think that uh, WWE has him in the Hall of Fame yet? I just think it, it's not his time. No pun intended. But I, I think they'll probably do the same thing with Macho Man. You know the you know the 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 guy that surprises me that's not in the Hall of Fame is Rick Martel. Rick Martel yeah, I agree. is such a hand and did some great stuff there. Everybody loves Rick Martel and he's not in the Hall of Fame, you know, so I mean I'd love to see Rick Martel and Vader go in because those would be two cool guys to go in together. But Vader, I mean, I'm sure, you know, that ultimately, you know, WWE will say, Hey, let's put Vader in but I, I think he will be in. He's not there now, but I, I mm-hmm. believe he will be. Yeah, I can see a posthumous induction for next year. Um, I think it's uh, yeah, it's time. It's funny that Tom Waltman said that sometimes uh, I don't want to take a st- what he says out of context. I hate I hate saying things, uh, paraphrasing things because I don't want to take it out of context. But it was it was in the uh, it was in the vein of uh, sometimes asking too much or wanting it too much and and sometimes that can kind of brush WWE off a little bit something to that nature um he assumes that that may be the case as why of why he's not in but no matter what it is I mean he inducted Stan Hansen and you know that was that was fun to see you know and so yeah. uh, hopefully uh hopefully we'll see him in the WWE Hall of Fame soon all right, so Amen. so Mr. Marty Elias, you've got uh, you've got Lucha on the ground coming up. You've got the Contender. You've got Glow. Man, you are a busy man. So let the listeners know where to find you on social media. Uh, my Twitter handle changed, so my Twitter handle is now at the first Elias because I was the mm. first Elias. So you know, don't don't hurt yourselves, kids. Uh, <laughs> at the first Elias on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is at Marty Elias 67 and on Facebook, it's good old Marty Elias. So, you know, give me a follow, give me a shout, whatever. And, you know, say hello. Don't be shy. Uh, email for bookings. Uh, book Marty Elias at gmail.com. Awesome. Marty, it's been a pleasure, man. And it's always good to have you on the show. My pleasure. Anytime, my man, you know that. Awesome. Have a good night. You too, my man. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And a special thank you to my boy, uh, man. Uh, yeah, just like you said, man. It's it's a it's a pleasure. It's it's, it's a blessing that uh, you know I'll be able. I was able to able to really keep in contact with some people who's been on my show and um, just people who just really love the business, uh, who just really appreciate the business. So, Marty Elias, I'm thankful as always, man, to have you on the show. It's always a pleasure and. You always have some really, really good nuggets to, to share. So always thankful for that. And, uh, you know, someone who's been in the business over 20 years, uh, still doing some really good things, making some great strides. Uh, Lucha Underground, Glow, uh, award-winning, man. All types of uh, all types of stuff with him and Chavo with, uh, with the Glow-winning uh, winning, uh, awards. Uh, so big shout-out to... Uh, to Marty Elias for for doing that. Uh, as people are loading up in the chat room, as always, you know how it is, ladies and gentlemen. You know how it is. We got the hashtag already, Chris the Historian. Thank you very much for that. It's always a always an honor, pleasure. Uh, let's have some fun. We always have some fun, and we all and we're going to and we're going to have some fun tonight. It's going to be no different. You know why it's no going to be no different. You know why it's not going to come on now. If you're not a first-time listener of the Pancakes of Power Sam show, you know why us having fun is not going to be any different. I'm going to tell you why. As as a matter of fact, here you go. I do it for you. That's exactly why. There you go, Mo. I do it for you. That's exactly why we're going to have fun tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on the Pancakes of Power Sam show. We got a lot of trivia. We got uh, Vicky Lynch talking about Bringing back perhaps the women's tag team division. We got Shinsuke Nakamura on his thoughts on Roman Reigns. That's always very controversial, so we're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, of course, Nia Jax not, not knowing she's going to win the Raw Women's Championship. That's interesting. Uh, uh, you know, it's, you, I should have asked Marty. I might text him. Uh, has he always uh, has he ever had an on-the-fly call of uh, someone who was supposed to win the uh, – match and it was reversed or something like that. I'm sure in his 20 plus years of refereeing, uh, there was an audible call. So, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk, I'm going to see if that's the case and, uh, and, and let you know, uh, this week or next week, uh, either in writing or on the show, if Marty Elias ever pulled an audible, someone tweet me at Cray, at Chris prolific tweet at Chris prolific and remind me of that to, uh, to ask him, has it ever been on the fly? That uh, he had to call, recall a match, or he had to, you know, you know, they they wear the the, the voice, um, the earpieces. Uh, so he'll be interested to find out. Uh, well, guess what? I'm here to add to the fun. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, there's my Hogan for last week. I did Vince McMahon. Uh, there's my Hogan. Uh, what you gonna do when the power of the twenty-four inch pythons runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> thinking about, I was thinking about <laughs> uh, what's going on, GHP. Um, I was thinking about no holds barred. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about um, no holds barred, and. Uh, and, and how um, 
terrible that movie. <laughs> I really can't word it any other way. But the funny, the funny part about No Holds Barred is when I was a kid. Uh, when when I was when I was a kid, uh, I was so excited. I I absolutely loved uh, No Holds Barred as a kid. But uh, I was thinking about it uh, about a day or two ago, and how how terrible the movie is in hindsight, but how amazing it was, um, uh, and how and how amazing it was back then, almost thirty years ago. And I was just thinking about how Hulk Hogan back in the day was ripped, right? So that was his character. You know, he was he was the man. He was. He was the, yeah, exactly, Peter. I can't watch that movie in 2018. But you know what the funny part of it is? You know what? I did not love Suburban Commando. That, that movie was terrible. Um, the funny part of it is it's actually making me want to uh, – <laughs> it's making me want to watch the movie again just to criticize it. So you know what? As a matter of fact, I think probably next week or the week after – the flavor of the week for those who are new to the show. Uh, every week uh, we have a segment at the end of the show, just a random topic that we discuss at the end of the show called the flavor of the week. And this week we're going to talk about um, um, the best super heavyweights of all time. So the chat room we're going to talk about are going to just uh, you know shell out some some super heavyweights. We're going to discuss that. And next week or the week after. And uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to watch No Holds Barred. And we're going to do a, for the flavor of the week, I think we're going to do a a movie review of No Holds Barred. Um, so, yeah, that's the, <laughs> I think that's something that we're going to. So remind me, tweet me at Chris Prolific. Remind me about watching uh, No Holds Barred. Uh, Thunder in Paradise Binge, Mr. Nanny. Hulk Hogan made some terrible movies, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll go watch to refresh my memory. Yes. So if you're listening to this either live or archived, go watch. You know, you know, it's so funny because I know who I have no idea uh, who made No Holds Barred, but you're welcome because you're about to have uh, hundreds of people go watch No Holds Barred by listening to this. Uh, uh, really, actually, thousands of people, if if, if a fraction of the people who listen to this show every week, thousands of people are going to listen or are going to watch No Holds Barred again. So if there's a No Holds Barred uh, influx of, of, of uh, purchases or influx of uh, watches from No Holds Barred or someone's YouTube account or some video shop or something like that, uh, please be please plug the, the Pancakes and Power Slam show. You know what? Go there. Go to the video shop, go to whatever or whoever, or if you're look, looking at it on YouTube, be sure to write on the comment box, I am here because of the Pancakes and Power Slam show, because I do it for you. Absolutely. <clears throat> yes, video shop. We still have video shops here in uh, in, uh, in Ohio. Not many, uh, but uh, man, you and your emojis, I love it. I love the plug. Pan- plug Pancakes and Power Slams. That's what it's like a pretty good pretty good riddle uh all right so let's uh we're going to get into the into the headlines here but first i, I would be remiss if i do if i don't do this 
Um, so last weekend was Father's Day, or weekend before that was Father's Day. And I hope that um, you all have a great or had a great Father's Day. Um, I want to give uh, – so as, uh, as uh, uh, Marty said, uh, he uh, congratulated me on um, my daughter, who was uh, seven months old. Um, he always checks on my, uh, you know, I had back surgery a couple of months ago. So he always checks on me. Just, he was a great guy. Um, I have three kids and, uh, seven months, three years and, uh, almost six. And, um, so during my, uh, back surgery, the past couple months, I've uh, been very limited mobily. And my five-year-old Elijah, he's uh, he's been such a awesome hands and feet uh, for me. Um, oh, that's cool! Took his son out for Father's Day. That's awesome. Um, he's he's been my hands and feet. You know, I, I'll be you know I, I, I'm in a house, so my studio's lower level, low lower level. This is the studio here. Uh, and then, of course, you got ground level, and then you have uh, upstairs, um, and I'm an attic that uh, we don't mess with. <laughs> we haven't yet, but um, so if there's something like on the lower level, ground level, or in my studio somewhere, um, uh, I'll, I'll ask him. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll inform him. You know, by Elijah, you know, I need some water. Go grab some water for me. He'll say, "Aye, aye, Captain." That's usually how. It, that's usually what he says. Either easy, either says, "Aye, aye, Captain," or that's easy. You know, so it's it's really awesome. So, uh, Scott, we will get to that as far as Enzo and Awesome's podcast. Uh, Peter, who's actually uh, in the chat room right now, he transcribed the podcast for Wrestling Inc. So. Special plug to Peter, who's uh, on the on the podcast uh, on the chat room right now. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So long story short, he's my eyes and ears. So today, I asked him to uh, get my laptop. So I was because I was doing some work while I was watching SmackDown, getting getting ready for the show tonight, and I was upstairs uh, watching SmackDown. And so uh, he brings up my he brings my laptop up, and he also brings up this picture here, as you can see. Uh, and I didn't I, mind you, I didn't ask him to bring this picture up. And he brings up my, he's so cute. He brings up my laptop, and uh, he brings up this picture too. So, and he's like, he bring he gives me a laptop. I say, okay, go ahead and put it in the bed, and. And so he also brings this, and he's like, "All right, Dad, where do you, where, where do you want me, where do you want me to put this at?" <laughs> so cute. And uh, so I was like, "Man, you go ahead and put that uh, in my office." Uh, and so I, I want to give him a special shout out for uh, for making this for me, uh, for this this painting for me. For one, two, his very uh, very clever and keen way to slide in the fact that uh, he made this for me. And he's like, hey, all right, Dad, so uh, I'm bringing you uh, your laptop. Where do you want me to put this at? So I'm going to give him a special shout-out for that. So thank you, Elijah, for this awesome uh, awesome piece there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get uh, to it. Um, I want to 
Uh, oh, that's that's funny. All right, so we got so much to talk about. Uh, Enzo and Austin's podcast. Uh, Peter, if you want to put your uh, thoughts on uh, transcribing that thing, um, interesting things about uh, Peter actually sent me a message about that. We actually discussed that off air and uh, um, talked about that, and uh, and because. People know that I'm not the biggest Enzo Amore fan at all, but uh, you know it's it's uh, it, it's interesting. It's interesting because uh, you know I always say that uh, he's really into his gimmick, and I and I stand I stand to that. I and it's unfortunate because you know a lot of people really live their gimmick a little bit too much that it becomes a very a big detriment to them, and it has an adverse effect in, you know, years. And uh, unfortunately, I think Enzo's kind of going there based on, like, he's really into his gimmick. Um, but based on what he said uh, to Austin that he didn't know, uh, he was, you know, he was genuine to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon told him that, uh, you know, just go, you know, just, 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 just leave, and, and we'll we'll let you know if we need you for SmackDown. So he was expecting to come on and travel with them to SmackDown. Of course, he's a Raw guy, but they, you know, he was expecting to travel with them. Uh, but um, HR told him as he was leaving that we we actually don't need you at all. So, you know, it's it's interesting. It seems like from what I've heard, from what I've heard. Uh, Enzo was a uh, he could, he came off as a loose cannon at times, and WWE was looking to uh, find something uh, to to actually make sense of why they let him go. And they, you know, of course, the internet was uh, what they needed, you know, to uh, to to let him go. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know, I, I don't, I don't think Enzo would be uh, without, you know, a job or, you know, his personality is uh, very, uh, very, very polarizing, but it's very charismatic, and so, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's bring on the co-host with the most. He's having some fun in the chat room right now. Other Matt Radio's Evan Tech Prout, aka Matt. How are you doing today? Doing good. I guess that's one of my new names. Uh, shout out to GHP, PHG Network. Got do, got you did your Vince. I got to do my Vince, my voice. Life sucks, and then you die. And then you die. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you know what's so funny, man? I was uh, having a conversation about. Um, uh, it was a challenge. Um, Jerry, don't you feel like you're back in 2011 again when Team Hell No returns? Yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. on, uh, as far as what happened on SmackDown, yeah. We went right, um, we're right back to 04 uh, so, with uh, Jeff and Benjamin, too, two weeks ago. We're going yeah. right on back in time. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about, me and a good friend of mine, we were talking about the Vince McMahon's uh, failed attempt to bring back the NWO. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his, and his promo, yeah, and his promo before he turned before he turns the uh, the 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 office the chair over, uh-huh. and he starts like fake crying and things like that. And uh, he's like, I've got to I've got to kill it. And it's like he, he I'm going to kill it. I'm, I'm not going to let you my creation. I'm leave no dose. 
and he said, him. Yeah. And he, said, he was like, I'm going to kill it. Me. I'll kill it. In the end. W. W. Oh. Oh. It wasn't even an O. Oh, just. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and he got to do the thumb point. You got, he got flicked back. Like some like a little kid, like this spray painted the NWO letters. What is all? all? Right. <laughs> Me and the NWO. Yeah, that was hilarious. Sleep of the week, top Vince <laughs> comments. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it was Genetic that promo. I'm going to inject a lethal dose of poison. <laughs> just, oh man, just absolutely. Yeah, I got you to fake this last. With this, used to come with the raw. Yeah, the boy's right. dream has come true. Classic Vince. Yes, absolutely. GHP. So Classic uh, Vince. Uh, Stone Cold NWO backstage segment. Yes, I remember that as well. I want the old Stone uh, Cold. The old Stone Cold back. Yeah, I am the old Stone Cold. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> uh, Darren, Darren draws off, you know. He's got he's to puke. <laughs> just, oh, but there's so many classic uh, Vince moments. My, my uh, favorite is least known. My favorite is least known. Um, I'm sure GHP know about this, so uh, Jerry, a good friend's better enemy is Michaels and Nash. Nash jackknife Michaels through the. Uh, we need that announce table. We just like a little like church table. Need this. There's not to be over. There's not to be over. Let's end it already. There's not to be over. <laughs> oh man, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, all right, yeah, that was fun. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get right into the first trivia question, which is very easy. Uh, just a way to you know um, get you guys going. Um, and here it is: What year did Hillbilly Jim debut in the WWE? What year did Hillbilly Jim debut in the WWE? Thumbs up or thumbs down, real quick. Thumbs up or up. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Do you think Billy Jim should have been inducted in the Hall of Fame? You know, I, I, I told you, I, I ran into my man Hillbilly Jim in the airport. I, I've, I've talked to him off at one of the nicest people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, put, I put him in there with. <clears throat> the Godfather and Coco Beware. Because of mm-hmm. his contribution, his character has done, people realize, don't realize how big Hillbilly Jim was in the 80s. On the strength of his character and the impact that his character has had in the WWF around that time, Hillbilly Jim, the Godfather doing mm-hmm. the Attitude Era, Coco Beware doing the Hogan Era, I agree. But in ring, I, me and you both, the best wrestling Encyclopedias you're gonna find. We can't even come up with three top Hillbilly Jim moments or right. more matches. <laughs> we can't even do like a, a DVD disc one. A lot of you not is because of his. Some people <clears throat> like like the Outlaws. The Outlaws should be in the Hall of Fame based upon their their effect in the Attitude Era. But I mean the Outlaws no. had better matches. But 
some people they're going to get in the Hall of Fame based on their character, their 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 influence because of who they were, and that's who Billy Jim. But in the ring, I mean, does anyone? I mean, you fellas don't don't even can you think of three top two Billy Jim matches? No. Nope. Uh, I think was was it Bundy he was shooting with while he was there? Uh, Bundy. And, and, and he looks. Most, and this is the thing. He looks better now. Yeah. He looks, looks better yeah, now looks than he did back then. Yeah, he was still. He still looks good. Um. So we got a unanimous thumbs up in the chat room. Thumbs up because of entertainment. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Um. I agree, but he should be in there because good of his entertainment. Uh. He. Uh, good fella. His. His Hall of I was there uh, live in New Orleans. His Hall of Fame speech was very long, and uh, <laughs> well, and, song. Uh, you, you can't you, <clears throat> the, the worst Hall of Fame longest speech and 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 lead to Vader because I, we can talk about Vader later because I knew him personally. <laughs> was Stan Hansen talking, and you was there too, and I'm a bit texting you. Was like, is he still? Talking, it was like a three-hour yeah, lecture. Like, can someone, like the award show, play the music? He just kept going. Yeah. On. I agree. He'll Billy Jim. He'll Billy Jim was long, but Stan Hansen yeah, got a top the cake with the longest. And that free bird. Start- yeah, they were they were long too. But you know, yeah, but they yeah. have so many good stories though. You know what I mean? That yeah. they share. Fortunately, Hillbilly Jim doesn't have a lot of. I mean, of course he has road stories because he traveled with, you know, with, with the with the boys. Of course he has stories, but you right. know, he, but there's nothing too much to share as far as him in the ring. And right. so, like when he was, so I was there, and when he, oh, I love the Hall of Fame. I look forward to going there every year when I when I do coverage for WrestleMania, but. When he came and done it, when he did a speech, I was like, Mark Henry did have a really good speech, Kenny. I agree with that. Um, but when he did a speech, you know, he, he started with, um, you know, uh, people have long speeches, so I'm not going to be long. So, I mean, like, I was like, okay, good, because there's not too much to say. I've been here for a while. I'm getting a little bit uh, tired and, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my back was hurting at the time. It was uh, a couple of weeks. I went to WrestleMania three weeks before my surgery. And so that's when my back was, you know. Now, now, you, now, you, know, now you know, Featherstone, like in church, in a black church, when a pastor say, I'm not going to be long, you, you already about another know. Four, that's the setup. Four, four, yeah. five hours. <laughs> you already know. But someone starts off, yeah. I'm not going to be long. Yeah. Uh, when he said someone, that, someone... <laughs> yeah. When he when he said that, I was like, okay, so hopefully he's true, but he wasn't. He he had a very long speech. And Goldberg, I interviewed Goldberg last week, and he was not happy that people left. And and stay tuned because I'm going to have Goldberg's interview uh, here coming up uh, next week or the week after. So just just. Um, Follow at Chris Prolific and at Craig Russell to know when uh, Goldberg is going to be up. Uh, there'll be an article about it too. Uh, but you know he was not happy about just the whole Hall of Fame you know, thing. He, he spoke about it. He was like, "I'm a 
I'm going to share just a little bit of what, what he said. He, he said, I had, he said that he actually had to talk to Vince about the whole Hall of Fame thing. So, because wow. he was upset. And I, and, I, and rightfully so, because I was in the front row. So I didn't see, I, I didn't, I wasn't like sitting like on the bowl or, or on the high, upper seats, but people were taking pictures of the upper seats, on, on sitting on the upper seats, that it was like clear, like <laughs> people left during Goldberg's speech because they were so tired from the previous speeches. And he wasn't happy about it because I was, I was, um, on the floor, and so I didn't see. I mean, there were people around me, so I didn't see. Wow. I didn't see the other people saw until I saw the pictures on Twitter. And uh, yikes, it was it was tough. So, Man, uh, do y'all think Owens or Vader will go in next? Kevin Owens? I don't know. I'm talking about Kevin. Um, yeah, that's yeah, Vader. He left getting tired. Um, yeah, I think Vader going next year. Um, yeah. Very sad. Owen won't left. be here for a while because he's still doing that lawsuit. Yeah, Owen's wife is still. Yeah, yeah Owen. Owen would not be in the Hall of Fame. Probably oh, down the Oh, okay. Oh, Owen Hart. Okay, it says typo on my back. It said Owen. I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, Owen. I agree. I, yeah. Um, I don't think. But, um, but, but you know, a lot of people will lobby in the past couple of years for Bulldogs. Yeah, oh, Bulldog should absolutely go. I don't know about Don and my kid though, but because the thing is, nah, is bad blood. They achieved more as a singles than the British Bulldog did um, as a team. Yeah, they were tag team champions, but it just seems like Bulldog by himself. Of course, Wembley Stadium Intercontinental Championship, European Championship, Hardcore Championship, Tag Team Championship. You know, so. You know, it would be tough to put him in there by himself instead of uh, and put Dynamite Kid in with him as a team. So, Don't forget Bulldog you know. with the cuff jeans. Oh. Circa 1990. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That theme song. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and he never, man. and he never... And the bad thing is, and, and I know when TK19 come out, I'm going to get mad because they're going to get the power slam right with Strowman. They never gave yeah. Bulldog the right power slam right in the video games. That's true. They didn't. They didn't give him yeah, the They'll do it for Strowman, though. Yeah, they will. Um, speaking of that, Ray Mysterio, you know, he's uh, closing in on a deal, yeah. and uh, he, he's a uh, playable He's a uh, playable character. On uh, TK, TK19, they did the whole Left people, knee. You know, their mask and, and taking off their mask. and That was a pretty cool uh, vignette uh, for, for him. That was pretty cool. That was the vignette. He put uh, the mask off? Uh, there was a bunch of wrestlers that were taking particular masks off and just saying, like, accolades of, um, you know, d- just different lucha and heart and blah 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 just a bunch of just uh, adjectives and accolades and then at the, it was like a bunch of people it was like um, Charlotte uh, Bobby Roode um, there was, a, there was a, bunch, a bunch of people probably six or so people five or six people maybe even more than that but at the very end it was Rey Mysterio 
uh, taking a mask off, and uh, you know, it was a ma- he took a mask off, but it was unveiling him in another mask. And at the end, he was he was like me, so he was a uh, he's going to be a playable character in um, uh, in in two K nineteen. So um, yeah, right, right, good. Yeah, Owen Hart ever going to Hall? Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll certainly go to Hall of Fame, wild boy. Uh, in the next six seven I years. Uh, I see Vader going in before Owen though. Um, Vader going I think in he'll next, be year. next year, but I, I don't think yeah. Owen go. I I would love Owen to go in next year. Like uh, like Marty said, Rick Martell. I would love to see him in there too. So I would love. Yeah, to why see don't you talk about that? Next year, uh, Rick Martell. Uh, Owen Hart and Vader, like those three names alone, would be fantastic. Uh, I would have The Rock headline it uh, because usually they have the <laughs> black person in the year. He'll be black. black. Uh, <laughs> so he'll be So he'll headline it next year, and then I can see Owen if they get everything uh, straightened out with him. Uh, Owen Vader. Um, Rick Martel will be good. I can see Christian in there too. William Regal will be another person I can see in there. And they have a tag team in there every year too. I can see the Midnight Express going Last there Bariquas? next year. Last Bariquas? Who? Last Bariquas? Yeah, Bariquas. Yeah, I forgot about them. Or either them or DLA, not one or the other, uh, <laughs> going there. Um, <laughs> 1984. Uh, 1984, I can see. The Nasty Boys. <laughs> Oh, I got a funny uh, <laughs> no odd man Johnson. No way. Uh, I can see China in there. Mm, Owen or China we first? Need, That's a good we, question. We do not need a depressing Hall of Fame. If you want to do Vader and then China, oh yeah. We yeah, only they need usually one have. Yeah, they usually. That's how they usually do it. They only have like one posthumous induction. So they probably want to do Vader and Owen the same year because they usually have one person who passed away. Um, so I, I think uh, they'll probably do Vader next year. I can see that. Um, and probably Owen. But if, no, I'll probably eliminate China because she'll be a posthumous induction too. As far as a female's concerned, what do y'all think, chat room? Uh, what females to go in the Hall of Fame uh, next year that isn't in there yet? Rock and Robin, maybe? Rock and Wendy uh, Victor. Victoria. Victoria. Wendy Victor. Why is she in? in the Hall of Fame for quite some time. Um, Lito, uh, was it Lelano Kai? Um, Lelani Kai. Lelani Kai. Rindy Richter, uh, why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Terry Reynolds? No, I don't. I don't think so. Tori Wilson, Wilson is not, not a Hall of Famer. in there. Uh, Victoria has a chance. I, I got one. Okay. Alexander York. Okay, Terry. Reynolds. <laughs> uh, same person. Um. Mickey James, I can certainly see. Yeah, I can. I can see Cindy Lauper in a celebrity ring. Yeah. I, actually, I think is she in a celebrity ring? She might have been in a celebrity ring no. recently. I think she's not. Been in That's a good one. Someone said baby doll. Yeah, baby doll. Baby doll. See, I don't. I don't yeah, think that they'll. Doll. I don't think that they'll give her any love. Um, uh, in, 
in she the Hall of Fame. She still looks good too. She she still looks good. Uh, yeah, so Timmy Lauper isn't in the celebrity wing. Yeah, okay, she's not. Yeah, On she should be. She's yeah, rock and wrestling and all that. I think Hogan should uh, conduct Break it. Break the thing. Um, or probably they'll probably have Jimmy Hart inductor. If they if if if, uh, if Hogan if there's nothing dealing with Hogan yet next year, uh, they'll probably have Jimmy Hart induct uh, <coughs> induct Cindy Lauper like like he did uh, Hillbilly Jim. But if it wasn't for Hogan, it would be <laughs> Hillbilly Jim. Uh, no good fella. Uh, Bam Bam is not in the Hall of Fame, but there was some some talks that I heard that. He was uh, supposed to be in next uh, this year, but since uh, since Mania is in New York, New Jersey, next year yeah. uh, they they're going to put him in next year. Luna Vachon, hey, that's just really yeah, I love that. Yeah, Luna Cano, that's yeah, I think those are probably my two favorites. Akira Okoto, but she didn't do anything in WWE. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't really do a, a really good one. Miss Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth, yeah, I definitely think Miss Elizabeth should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I think my favorite, I think my favorite one I've seen so far is Luna. I think Luna should be in the Hall of Fame. That's your hands now. First female to be in the WWE wrestling game. She passed away too. They usually like people who they they. Why these women date? Fame format is usually uh, a main event headliner, a black person, a tag team, tag team. a celebrity, and a female. Uh, and one and a pop- uh, So the Warrior Award. Yeah, the Warrior Award too. They got so, they got cover all areas. Yeah, they usually don't have two um, posthumous inductions, so. Uh, so a female who's alive, I can definitely see Luna. Luna's a great idea. I think Bonacano's still living. If I'm not mistaken. Sackle of our ball, neither. I think shocking <laughs> a, a, a celebrity. Yeah, I can. I, certainly. You know what? It's actually a good point. I can definitely see Shaq in the Celebrity Hall of Fame. Um, William says and Cornette get in. Um. I would put Cornette in with the Midnight Express. Um, he needs to get two ranks. And I'll, put him next, I'll put him in next year. He, oh, he, yeah. he need, Cornette needs to get two. Cornette should get one by himself as a manager, and he needs to get one with the Midnight. And I still say to this day, <clears throat> the Midnight goes in, it needs to be Eaton, Condry, and Lane with Cornette. It needs to be all four. They Cornette, that, I talked yeah. to Cornette. He said it. You gotta have Condry. You gotta have well. You gotta have Condry and Lane, even though they're probably going to end up yeah. Stan and Bobby. Yeah, they won't do that got, though. Just like they did to induct the Ole with the Horsemen. So, and I you know, would, I would have bad inducted. terms though. Yeah, you know, Ole's bad terms though. Yeah, the Warrior was in on bad terms too. So there's a lot of people who's on bad terms. Savage, you know. <laughs> He was blackballed. Uh, so, uh, that's a yeah. flavor of the week. Savage lines. Yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> I wish I had a. Uh, 
I always had a creamer with me. Because I'm the cream of the crop. Yeah, dig it. <laughs> uh, mm, lean on them, brother. Show what you Randy all Savage, about. Randy Savage was, uh, he, he was like the king of starting sign language. So he, he's like the wrestling sign language. And, oh, and he said, yeah. he said the most random stuff. And I know oh, we get a Hogan. Let's see what my good old buddy Kevin Sullivan Hogan's in a, in, a, in a podium. He's talking. Savage randomly says this. I got two words, brother. Helter, skelter, yeah. Hogan's like, what, what, what did that have to do? Yeah. Scott Norton, we ain't talking about nothing. In the ring. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I got a bunch of questions here. Uh, um... I like what they do with the Warrior Award, but wasn't it supposed to be awarded to the people working in the back? Absolutely. If you go yes. back to the Hall of Fame that the Warrior was uh, was in, that's exactly what he was talking about. He, was, he wanted to that's talk true. about the he wanted to award the people who uh, work for WWE but don't get uh, enough uh, credit. That's what he wanted to do. Backstage people, production people, that's what the Warrior Award was originally going to be for, and they just didn't do that. So I know a lot of wrestlers who weren't happy about that. Too. Brody should be in. I agree. Uh, Cole should be in. Do I, do I think Cole, Cole should be in the Hall of Fame next year? No, I don't. Eventually, yes, but uh, no. See, it's tough for an announcer to go in the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, because I, I think someone like um, – um, a boy, uh, Memphis Wrestling, uh, Lance, Lance uh, Russell. I think he's yeah. in for sure. Well, yeah, he um, should. Does CM Punk ever go in? No. Uh, who would induct what him? He if done? he would go in, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman would probably induct him. But I don't see him going in. I, certainly not. Uh, I went to watch the Luger Brody match. Lex said, screw this <laughs> Yes, Lex said, screw this, I'm out. Yes, uh, I'm glad that you brought back that back up. I was telling people to go watch that Lex Luger Bruiser Brody match. We were talking about no sales in a previous episode, <laughs> and, and that's the one I brought up. I mean, Luger, didn't, he didn't want anything to do with Brody. <laughs> Brody just starts no selling. Uh, what he was, that was, that was, oh, that was so funny. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Screwed his eye up out. Uh, that was uh, absolutely hilarious. Next trivia question. Who was the longest Intercontinental Champion of all time? That is really, really, really easy question. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's address the headlines all in one. Uh, we'll talk about them. Here we go. Guitar Man, that's correct. Santino, no. The Guitar Man? What's his name? Elvis, no. Y'all know his name. Someone's saying Pat Pat. I thought it was going to be an easy question. I guess not. Are you kidding me? That is that is probably one of the easiest questions that I've asked in the six plus years of the Pancake and Power Honky Talk Man. Honky Talk Man. Honky Or Santino would say, you see... The honky donkey man. <laughs> that is for 
59 weeks. You remember that? Remember that? I don't remember what he was That's saying. That's hilarious. Uh, I don't remember what he was saying as far as how many weeks he had. He had it for uh, uh, like 400 days. Uh, but that was hilarious that when Santino was trying to uh, defeat <laughs> uh, Honky Tonk Man's um, streak, he was like, you see, the Honky Tonk Man had the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship for uh, 59 weeks. And you're and, and the great Santino and I, Santino Morella, had the championship for uh, three weeks. <laughs> it was just I, that was I, that I, was absolutely. I interviewed Santino right after he got released, like literally two days later. Great, great guys. We're talking to him and this tandem talk seriously because all you hear in your mind is yeah. the the hilarity of him. And he's a legit dude. We need to induct them red shoes in his debut into the Hall of Fame. We should start inducting props, the outfits, right? The white Hummer, right? Santino shoes. Them, them four hundred jackets. Is how long he was uh, uh, champion? Honky, to- honky yes, Tonky does. Man. Battle um, Yeah. So converting that into weeks, sixty-five weeks, sixty-four point eight five weeks is how long the Honky Tonky Man was uh, champion. So he was champion for sixty-five. Longer than Punk Street. You know what's so funny? Uh, he only beats. Oh, I didn't know that. This whole time, he only beats uh, Randy Savage as number two. He had the title for 414 days. Actually, number three was Pedro Morales, 425 days. So he only wow. beat. He only beat the Honky Tonk. He only, Honky Tonk may only beat Pedro by less than a month. And then uh, Savage is 414. So those are the only three 400 day plus champions in uh, in in the history of the WWE. Number one, Honky Tonk. Number two, Rodeo. Pedro Morales. Number three, um, Randy Savage. Pretty cool. Wow, boy, thank you. My uh, he, he put he just put my impressions over in the chat room. Uh, um. I'm a big wrestling fan, so uh, I have learned to, as as a fan, and I've been a fan for, I don't know, 1985 is when I, I was a little kid, um, 1985, I think, is when I started watching wrestling, and so that's 33 years ago, I was uh, sitting uh, in the, uh, my great-grandma was still living, uh, wow, that's when I was born, Chris LOL. <laughs> Uh, I was uh, sitting as a little kid in front of my uh, TV at a big uh, tube TV in front of my, my great great grandma. She was still living at the time. She passed away in '95, and uh, that's my great grandma. I've shared the story years ago, but my great grandma is actually who uh, who is why I started watching wrestling because she was, you know, at that time. At that time, she was um, in her 60s. She was in her 60s watching wrestling, and she was the she was the most passionate pro wrestling fan I have ever seen in my life. Even when I started, be, she passed away when I was 14, and uh, uh, until you know, she was in the hospital for almost a year, 
and you know she was on bed rest a lot before then, but before that she was, I mean, she was like the biggest wrestling fan. Like she was, like it's still real to me. Darn it! Like that that phrase that goes around now, it was real to my great grandma. She would literally, she was on a cane. I always knew my great grandma on a cane. She was in her sixties when I was growing up, and uh, she had a cane. She would throw the cane. Like she was so she she was so into pro wrestling that she would throw the cane to the TV when the heel that's the see that's the reason that's the standard that I live by when it comes to pro wrestling when people talk about like all this new stuff which I you know I, I appreciate the real Ospreys and the ricochets of this world two fantastic wrestlers I love watching them wrestle I've had a ricochet on the show he's a fantastic guy talked to him many times uh, off air, but, but when it comes to my great grandma, thank you, grandma, GHP, you know what, man, you, you get the cl- you get the cheer for today, man. You, you get that. Uh, yeah, uh, she, it was so real to her. The faces and the heels were so, so real to her. And that's exactly and that's and that's the reason why I feel the same way, you know, twenty, thirty years later. You know, I, I've been in the business as a journalist, you know, for quite for, for a while now. I've been really deep into the business for probably the past five years or so. Been been a journalist for a little over ten. And so I've talked to many wrestlers. I I know I mean I hear stuff about stuff that happens before it's happening and when people get fired i got sources and all that good stuff and uh so you know being into the business i get it but at the same time i'm always going to have that great grandma uh me -hmm. sitting on the i have a brother i have a younger brother a year younger than i am so he and i used to sit down uh on the floor watching wrestling when she's she's in the back of us in her chair in her reclining chair and and uh so every time i watch wrestling and she passed away when i was 14 and uh that was uh in the mid 90s and i vowed i vowed from then on i was a big wrestling fan growing up and um 1995 from then on i was 14 i was like you know what i'm going to i'm going to watch wrestling the rest of my life to dedicate it to my great grandma. So, uh, yeah, you know, I got I put her over every time I watch it because she was the one who, if it wasn't for my great grandma, I wouldn't be watching wrestling and making a living, <laughs> uh, being a wrestling fan. You know, so kudos to my grandma for allowing me to make a living being a wrestling fan. That's such an amazing blessing. So, kudos to my great grandma yeah, for that. Yeah, actually, as I said before, of air, like you said, your um, your 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 great grandmother, my my grand my grandfather, passed away two years ago. He was ninety six. He was he was a World War II vet. We used to go to the wrestling shows in the eighties at the arena, and I watched Monday Night Raw. I, I found out about Monday Night Wrestling because of him. Monday night was in the kitchen. You know, Monday Raw came on. He was like, "Evan, get up here! You know, they got this wrestling on." So my grandfather yeah. would sit in his chair, and he would grunt. 
and my grandfather would get <laughs> mad at the NWO, <laughs> the Monday Night Wars now, or DX, they're going to mess the stuff up. No sporting anymore. And so I used to, he was military, so 10 p.m. Eastern time, remember Raw used to go off at 11, so the Nitro. Mm-hmm. So I literally had yep. to pray for an hour that I got to stay, and I used to flip the channels and do everything mm-hmm. I could do to save for the extra hour to watch Raw Nitro, because if I had to go home, that was it. It wasn't no DVR and no YouTube. But yep. I remember him, he didn't he didn't wear have a cane. He was like, man, oh, them Hulk Hogan and them, them buzzers, them, they're nothing but thugs. Nothing but thugs. It's no sporting <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so that's that's when I knew. I was like, okay, and it's just basic stuff. He his favorite he called him Stone Cold Steve and Booker T. Those were the two he remembered. He had Booker T doing that doing that spinning move in the ring, spinning around like a clown. <laughs> so, so shout out to Nana Featherstone and G P. That definitely uh yeah, absolutely. Grandpa, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's good stuff, man. Uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking about my great-grandma throwing a cane to the TV. And, you know, heels were heels back then, man. They were, that's why I, I'm so that's, – that's why I'm so critical, you know, about that stuff, you know, um, about good heels. Because I grew up – I grew up on good heels, you know what I mean? And I grew up on on heels that were so good – that my great grandma would throw a cane to the TV when um, when someone like a, a four horseman would jump someone like uh, Magnum TA, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, right. old, old NWO, the horsemen were so good heels they would stay with uh, the gas she station. Would, she was she would be it would be so serious. Her get him, get him, throw throw that uh, cane. <laughs> Faces with faces, 
people cutting yeah. up tigers, cussing. You know, it, it was now. Now you got bad guys. People, my my daughter's even like, who, who's the good guy? She don't even. She about to be seventeen. You got a heel, but they're cheering the heels. Wow. <laughs> it's like it's the kind of thing yeah, you right. That's like, what, <laughs> that says it all right there. You have that. See, that says it all right there. You have a casual fan coming in to watching a show. You're you're coming in who don't watch Raw every week. You come in and you don't even know who the faces of the heels are. That that said so much right there because I think that that makes a big difference and that is the problem with so much of the WWE right that you have a, a casual fan coming in and you don't know who the faces or the heels are. Like if I was if I was told to based on not knowing anything if it was just some type of focus group or something like that, I would check mark Rusev as being the biggest baby face in WWE right now, or Braun Strowman, which is a baby, he is a baby face. I would say, yeah, that Rusev guy, I think he's a really good, good guy. And then you would get the WWE executive saying, well, um, he's actually a bad guy right now, but, uh, you know, if you get here for Rusev thing. And, if you, if you really think about it, guys, when you know, when did Strowman really become a face? Strowman did nothing to change. The fans cheered him so much that he had no choice but to book him. Yeah, he well, was, I, think was, uh, I think it was his time doing with Roman Reigns. He was getting cheered so much. Yeah, uh, when they pulled the trigger on turning him babyface. All right, let's get into this next trivia question. What year did the Head Shrinkers win the WWE World Tag Team titles? What year did the Head Shrinkers uh, win the WWE World Tag Team titles? All right, we always talked about Roman Reigns. Nakamura wants to fight Roman Reigns. I think that would be a great match. Uh, and, and he and he went again. He also talked about how uh, we forgot Matt Morgan for Hall of Fame. Uh, you should ask him, man. What even wrestling in podcast? Uh, ask him. Do you think he should go in the Hall of Fame? The, see, see if he answers that question. Jack Tony, uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Nakamura. Good job, JHP. Nineteen ninety-four. Nineteen eighty-eight. Head swingers weren't even in the WWE at the time. They were the. Samoan Swat SST. And round now, robin who, tournaments in the way. Who uh, <laughs> who who managed the Samoan SWAT team? Actually got a picture uh, of it. Oh goodness, I, I see his name. I, I see his face. I um, see if someone gets it. GHP, can you get that? Who managed the Samoan SWAT team? Who managed the Samoan SWAT team? Who managed the Samoan SWAT team? Uh, does anybody know that? Um, it's going to pop up uh, on me. I, I know. I know it is. Um, I see his. I see his face. Alpha. Who? Who? Was it Alpha? Nope. Who managed the Samoan no, SWAT team? That's what. That's what William said. No, he, he managed the head shrinkers. Oh. That's going to bug me. When I give so you the answer, you're going to be like, wow. 
the question was uh, who manages the Samoan SWAT team, Mo? Yeah, um, exactly, JHP, Paul Lee. Paul Haney. Don't say it yet. Uh, was it Paul Lee dangerously, wasn't it? Yep, Paul Lee. GHP got it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, GHP, good job, man. Yep, Paul Lee. Um, <clears throat> the, the Samoan SWAT team. They were. They Leo were Banner was the Wild Samoans. <laughs> yep. Well, well, and I know it's confusing. <laughs> Captain Lee was Wild Samoans. <laughs> Uh, Paul Lee was the small SWAT team, and Alpha was the head shrinkers. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> um, so I would like a match between Nakamura and Reigns. I'm sure they'll probably do that toward the yeah, next uh, or uh, whatever they call it now, Superstar Shakeup. Um, and Nakamura said, like everybody else, um, you know, you know uh, the, he said uh, all the wrestlers that he that he talked to, he said all the wrestlers. Roman Reigns is a good wrestler. So it's so funny because when I wrote that article, I got a bunch of people uh, commenting saying, oh, no, 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 we're not saying that Roman Reigns was ever a bad wrestler. I'm like, yeah, you yeah, are. Shut your mouth. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> as, a matter of fact, Mario. as a matter of fact, those people who said we never said Roman Reigns was a bad wrestler, they get one of these <laughs> All day long, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I had to pull that out for for that. Uh, all right, so all people are saying why Nakamura was uh, not uh, there. Yeah, he was bit by a dog. There was a security dog that was backstage uh, for some some new thing that they're doing, and uh, um, and yeah, he got bit by a dog. Yeah, seriously, Jerry, he got bit by a dog. So. They kept. He said uh, he has a very. He had a very painful bite. It, it was. It was very painful, and so they, for 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 medical clearance reasons, they kept him off uh, of uh, of SmackDown. So, uh, Nia Jax did not know that she was going to win the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. We talked about that as far as just asking Marty. Remember that. Remember to remember to, to um, uh, tweet me at. Um, who bit him, Junkyard Dog or Rick Snyder? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, remember, to, remember to tweet me at Chris Prolific. Uh, I'll write it down for you all. Um, to remind me of asking Marty Elias uh, if he had to call a match on the fly or call a fit, call a, if he had a, a switch of fans on the fly. Um, let me know that at, at Chris Prolific. Remind me that so I can uh, leave. Leave him a message uh, about if he's done that. So that would be interesting. Is my personal uh, Twitter handle there. Um, uh, Becky Lynch wants a women's tag team division. What do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about uh, chat room? What do y'all think about uh, a, uh, a women's tag team division? They had it from '83. Uh, Jerry says, Chris, can you explain why Raw is three hours and there was no Elias or Bobby Roode? That, that's, money. <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, yeah, that's money. Yeah, this makes yeah. so much money on advertisers and, and, and revenue yep. with the three-hour Raw. He's not He's not yeah. going to get rid of it. Uh, and just to let you not know inside news that one of the members of the clique 
told me face to face, and I mentioned it whole. I told you this off the air, Featherstone. Triple H and others have been lobbying Vince, and they want Raw to go back to two hours. But Vince yeah. is making so much money with the three hour Raws, we're going to have to. I mean, would you ever think that a three hour wrestling, wrestling event would be like a chore to watch? We remember the three hour Nitros. We remember the three did when Raw was two hours. We was like, oh, three hour Nitro yeah. so so amazing. Now it's a three hour Raw. I feel like you watching a whole week of wrestling. It's, 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 that's, it's, it's like that every single week for me. That's that's how we're always. It's like a chore. Real quick, we, like, got, we got mixed reactions on if they should bring a women's tag team division. Uh, Becky oh. thinks that they should bring the women's tag division back and they should travel from um, Raw and SmackDown and NXT. And she says she's been pitching that for about a year or two to WWE, but. Is there yeah, enough women? That hasn't happened. <laughs> with DX, uh, is there enough yeah. women? Within the whole roster in, in, in NXT, yeah. Uh, William saying C205 Live. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think. It could be a good idea. Um, however, I just don't think w- – in, in principle, I think it's a good idea, but I don't think that WWE is good enough creatively to do that. So, and Plus, they just opened up an, a new NXT brand in UK. There's a whole new brand, and they're having women's uh, titles for that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess that would be – uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I, I don't see that happening as far as a women's tag division, especially if it's just on one brand. If they have it on both brands, it'll be even more just confusing. Like I said, in principle, it's a good idea. Uh, however, I just don't see um, that happening and being successful uh, as far as that's concerned. Uh, Eli Drake uh, re-signs with Impact, the multi-year deal. Uh, I feel like they're going to bring back both together soon. Would hate that. I love the brand split. What's your take on that? Okay. Um, they're not going to. They're not going to uh, bring. Yeah, back, they're not doing uh, it no time soon. Because they because Fox actually acquired the SmackDown brand. Uh, so it wouldn't make any sense for um, they roll people. Raw and SmackDown the same thing, you know, because SmackDown, SmackDown's always in that they they they've, when they when the brands were together, SmackDown was terrible because it was always Raw light. That's what I called SmackDown was Raw light. It right. was just a two hour version yep. of Raw. <laughs> they extend angles and extend feuds. So basically, I watched I watched Raw for five hours. So I I didn't like the the brands together because they weren't booking it right. Um, now I, I like the fact that they're doing Raw and SmackDown as the split. I loved it. I absolutely loved it when they announced the split because I was so tired of watching two hours of SmackDown being just an extension of Raw. So now since they have two different brands, I think it was good. I think it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. I asked that because if they do shakeups of the year, who would they trade for? It's not. It's only so many shakeups left before the limited stars. I mean, but you have to. You have to. You know, you have to uh, factor in that they are bringing up you know superstars from NXT. 
any new signings, things like that within the years. So, you know, the roster would be different at the time too. So, um, so yeah, and plus, and plus that makes the deals even better because like on Fox, for instance, if Roman Reigns gets drafted to, um, to SmackDown next year, which I can see that happening, um, he can be like the face of SmackDown. And I can definitely see Roman Reigns being the face of SmackDown, especially for the Fox. So. You, move, you move AJ to uh, Raw? Yeah, I can I can definitely see them doing that, AJ to Raw. Chris, uh, Jerry's asking, Chris, there's only 16 episodes to the 1,000th SmackDown episode. Any early thoughts of what they do or who can they bring back? I can see Edge coming back. I can see Taker coming back. Those were two big names for SmackDown. Uh, of course, they're going to try to get The Rock, but it's, it's all about his schedule because actually it's funny because he probably won't even make uh, WrestleMania, you know, when he came, when he first did his return, he was talking about uh, finally, finally, The Rock has come back home, and um, he's missed the last two WrestleManias. So, uh, yeah, home isn't in WWE because uh, Seven Bucks Productions uh, is a busy company doing busy things. Who actually? Acquired John Cena for an upcoming movie, so The Rock will be uh, working with John Cena coming here soon. Uh, so I don't, I don't see The Rock being a WrestleMania next year. So that'll probably be three straight WrestleManias that he missed. So yeah, not, uh, not so much. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, Eli directly signs with Impact. I really want to see Eli um, in WWE. Honestly, uh, I've had him on my show. Uh, and he was talking about just his WWE days. He actually was on an Xbox show, I think, like last week or the week before. Uh, I wrote about it, and, uh, man, he went to town on just the details of his relationship with Bill DeMott and just how they didn't work at all. Um, so we'll see how uh, – I think Drake's uh, stock is huge now. He's probably the best normal guy in all of wrestling as far as – Popular uh, and he, you know, his promo is amazing, and so we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, well, that, I'm sure the impact, I'm sure the impact knew a lot of Adam as far as uh, uh, as far as money is concerned because they knew that WWE was gonna was gonna acquire him because uh, what I heard there was interest. So. No, we'll see. Um, they'll probably give. They'll probably put the title on them again. A lot of times that happens when they, make, when when there's, when there's a re-signing and there another company was you know interested in acquiring him, they usually, you know, put title on. That's what happened with Austin Aries. Uh, they they brought him from WWE and put a title on him the first night that he came back with the God. Um, yeah. So we'll see. That was pretty. Uh, I, I like Drake. Drake is a he's, he's a he's a great promo. Yeah, good one of the best promos. Yeah, absolutely. Um. All right, so let's get into. Um, we don't have much time. We we talked about Raw and SmackDown throughout the show. Um, King coming back. Raw. Uh, Constable Corbin. I, I I liked it at first, but now it's just like. Are you kind of like a low rate what are you? Kane, corporate Kane? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, like you're 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 Stephanie McMahon's voice. Like yeah, corporate Kane two point is what it says here in the chat room. 
can, can we can we please get a new GM? You know, Angle. I've interviewed Angle. I've talked to Angle. Nicest dudes. He's in my top five. Can we please get a new general manager? Angle is such of a yeah. joke bag. It just it, it just yeah. vexes. I'm using the old church term. It vexes my yeah. spirit and my soul. Yeah. Angle and I love Angle as, as a as a as a as a Hall of Famer, as a wrestler. I've seen him work with kids. I work with him talking to kids. Now I put myself over this telling the truth. I just me and Fellas Stone will ever do it. Just let you guys know we respect and know these guys. But his own air, I mean, gosh, Mike Sanders was about a. From the new blood was a better authority figure than Kurt Angle. <laughs> yes. I said Mike Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, man. They they are really dehumanizing Hall of Famer um, Kurt Angle. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Mike is asking, do you think The Rock will headline the next year's Hall of Fame? Yeah, we talked about that earlier in the show. I think that he will be the headliner for next year's Hall of Fame if he's available. But if he's not, so. um, just real quick thoughts on Raw. Uh, oh yeah, Bailey. Kudos to Bailey. She a heel now. Bailey. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's a heel because she was getting cheered like crazy. Um, so we'll see how that unfolds. But, they both have to go to question... so does that mean? Funny because we'll we'll kind of tie Raw and SmackDown in together. The biggest thing that really came out of SmackDown was Team Hell No re- re- reuniting, which I think I think is pretty cool. Um, if you're not going to do anything with Daniel Bryan for the next couple months, you know what the heck, might as well. But it's funny because I think the reason why I say that is because Doctor Shelby, uh, he actually tweeted, you know, the <laughs> after after that. As far as do you know, do you need some help? Do you need me to come? Um, and so we might see Doctor Shelby next week on Raw, and then Team Hell No on SmackDown, which will be which will be really really interesting. And they're gonna beat the Belgian brothers. They're gonna beat the Belgian brothers. Who's that? They're gonna beat the Belgian brothers. Watch Team Hell No. Why? Why? Why SmackDown? The only, the only Why thing is, is this, SmackDown the going this, back in the past, 2011, 2004, 2007? I hope they don't do the Team Hell No. I hope they don't have Kane uh, turning on Daniel Bryan. I, I, I really yeah, hope not. They don't yeah, I agree. Just, I agree. Hopefully he's a good Kane. There's been so many yeah. incarnations of Kane. Yes. And he just came from Raw. I was, I was like... Kane is the Kane and John Cena are the only two free agents <laughs> and the Undertaker too. But, he bounced it, back. But but it shows me so. when you have Big Show as well. Don't forget that because when Big Show came back, remember he showed up on SmackDown one random time. But then when, when you basically when you've been in the business for twenty plus years, or when you at the elite status, rules don't apply. You just show up to whatever show you want. Jerry's asking how's Kane doing this. He's fifty one and he's a mayor. That's the reason why I'm saying that I hope he doesn't turn on Daniel Bryan and they're just using this as like some filler feud until SummerSlam where Daniel Bryan goes against the man. Someone's asking if I see Jericho back at SummerSlam. No, I don't. I don't see if they don't have anything for Jericho, they're just not gonna yeah, he's just not gonna be Um, I think my other thing that came out uh, no way no way Jose and Mojo Wow. Yeah. Uh that's, 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 
should say it. Many on many minutes of that. AOP came back, um, and I tweeted though they need to make it bad. They need to make it bad, badly. Just them by themselves, just it don't it doesn't cut it. Anymore. Um, who do I think will be the number one contenders match to face Brock Lesnar? Um. I think they'll still do Lesnar Reigns, but I, I, you know, people know I'm a big Roman Reigns fan. I, I love Roman Reigns, and the big I'm dumb. totally fine with him versus Lesnar. But to be honest with you, uh, if you're going to drag out, just I mean, if you're going to think about the future, I can definitely see Lashley and Reigns together. But I like Lashley Lesnar. I said that before, and I and I say it now. I like I really like Lashley Lesnar. And that's something we haven't seen. So, and I, I can it's see. Funny. I, I can see if they do, after Lashley Lesnar, I can see uh, Lashley and Roman Reigns uh, uh, shooting after that. All right, we got to roll. Uh, the last thing I want to uh, talk about real quick: Sanity, Sanity losing already, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Rollins and Ziggler was just fantastic. Uh, that match was incredible. Um, and, you know, I understand the finish to it, but, man, wow, that match was uh, one of the best of the year to be, uh, in my opinion. All right, so without further ado, let's get into Flavor Week real quick. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week! I don't know what the universal belt even looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's been... Uh, actually, two months. Uh, the Greatest World Rumble, two months to the day. Uh, Greatest World Rumble uh, was April 27th, I believe, because that was the day of my, the day of my surgery, of my back surgery, was the Greatest World Rumble. So, uh, through, in, in my in my surgery bed, uh, I watched the Greatest World Rumble, and I enjoyed it. Actually, I liked it. Um, uh, who would I want as ALP's manager? Um, Ellering was such a good choice. If they come, if if he's not, if if it is really a travel thing for him, I'll be. I'm 
Argued. I think there's. I think he has a good case of being the Hall of Fame, but people, a lot of people I know think, uh, wrestlers think that there should be other people who should have um, went in before he did. Big Daddy V, yeah, uh, Mabel, uh, the Love Machine, uh, yeah, he had a bunch of incarnations too, like three or four of them. But Big Daddy V was a good ECW incarnation. Uh, Bruce or Brody and stuff for that Luger match. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Rikishi, yeah, yep. I've had Rikishi on my shelf before. Uh, ooh, my God. He was really good. I think, uh, I think they, I wonder what, I mean, they were pushing him to the moon, too. And, uh, you know, he got a hold of John Cena. John Cena! <laughs> and, uh, uh <laughs> it was curtains from there. All right, real quick, one last question before we go. Other than the Godfather, name three of his other gimmicks in WWE. Uh, Big Show, yeah, yeah, Big Show's yeah, Big Show's a shoe and Hall of Famer. Uh, he's one of the most consistent, uh, best uh, super heavyweights as far as just uh, presence and uh, just overall wrestling, you know, uh, wrestling resume. Sure. So. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I only see one. I only see. Okay, so I see people saying different ones. Um, so we're wrapping up. So somebody better hurry up and say it. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for the uh, super heavy, super heavyweight discussion. Uh, I said three. I see two by one person. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 326 episodes in the book. Thank you so much. Marty Elias, my friend. Um, great interview. Really, really interesting stuff uh, for Marty Elias. He has uh, so much rich knowledge in the business. Uh, this is episode 326. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being part of the show. I really, really... Uh, Godfather, comma... Uh, I said other than the Godfather. Good father, Papa Shango, comma. Good job, Wild. Good father, comma, Papa Sean. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for well, the good good show. Uh, it's been it's, it's been a pleasure as always, ladies and gentlemen. I love the interview, uh, the interaction. I always have fun with you all. Thanks for so much. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, and have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. Until next it week. It's been an honor. Lord willing, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless and always remember. Have a good night, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.